Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets. Interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. I hope you're doing well, because uh, June's over. And we're uh, fresh into July. I don't really know anyone who's really gotten, like, back to work. But, I don't know. I think it's it's going to creep up on us. It's, uh, it's We're going to get back to work. I know that we are. We just got to figure it out. <laughs> so, in this time, I've just been doing some fantastic interviews for you to listen to coming up. So I'm excited about that. I'm really excited about this uh, episode. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, first off, what's one I've been watching? I deep dove into some like film and Hollywood documentaries this week, which were just sitting there in my face and I never got around to watching them. The first one was Harold and Lillian, A Hollywood Love Story, which I think if you are a classic film, classic Hollywood, interested in the pure talents of this business, this documentary is a must. I'm probably late to the party on this one. And you're probably like, duh, Kim, came out in 2015. But I just saw it and I loved it. Uh, it revolves around Harold Michelson, who was a storybook artist for so many classic films. I mean, he created such iconic shots before the camera even rolled. Harold worked on uh, films such as West Side Story, The Birds, Cleopatra, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and The Graduate. And then he went into production designing for the feature film, The First Star Trek. History of the World Part 1. Um, he art-directed films like Terms of Endearment, Spaceballs, Dick Tracy. I mean, on and on of these amazing credits. And his work is just so beautiful. And not only that, his wife, Lillian, became the researcher for filmmakers who, like, the top dogs, you know, sought after her to research their films, like Coppola, Polanski, Kubrick's, I mean, Spielberg wanted her to be a part of DreamWorks Studios when it opened. It's just a beautiful story of their relationship, how they met, their struggles um, with their children, and just behind the scenes of this king and queen of Hollywood, really. I wish I could have one of those storybook pages of his art. I really do. I also wonder if her research library is still around. And if anyone knows, could you please let me know? I'm so fascinated to see, like, what became of it. But that was a beautiful little documentary. The other documentary I, I watched is called Film Worker. And these are both on Netflix. I think all three of them are on Netflix. Um, and Film Worker is a documentary about an English actor, Leon Vitale who came to work as an assistant for Stanley Kubrick for like 30 years. I mean, it's a great story of how he began as an actor 
and then got cast in Barry Lyndon and became his trusted like apprentice and then he was like his right hand man and then this obsessive journey in his life of everything Kubrick but he loved it and he was kind of abused by it and it's sad but it's also kind of like a great study of how people who can fill this void in this narcissist or perfectionist life whatever you want to call it but it it's really good it's good film worker um so that and then i watched de palma which was great it's it's brian de palma sitting in a chair talking about every film he's done his bombs his triumphs just really great insight insight into his process and he's really honest and he's funny and I really liked seeing all the footage and just him talking about his uh, career. I said it was fascinating. So yeah, those three, De Palma, film worker, and what's it called? Uh, Harold and Lillian, a Hollywood love story. Really beautiful. On this episode, I speak with the design team of the final season of The Good Place. Production designer Ian Phillips, art director Adam Rao, prop master Gabe Perillo, and graphic designer Graham Radcliffe. We all watched the series finale of The Good Place together and reminisced about how we got it all done. It was so nice to see each other, well, Zoom with each other, but especially, you know, in this time. And we hadn't watched the final episode together, so that was really special to appreciate each other's works. Um, it was just a fantastic show to be a part of. Uh, many of us on the crew were the same as Parks and Rec. And it's like we say in this interview, we just clicked, some of us, and really had a shorthand of communication, and it was just like a big family type, uh, type set. I have a bonus for you. Uh, I made a video of this podcast accompanied by pictures of the sets and each prop that is featured so that you can see what we're actually talking about. Um, and you can watch the video if you want on decoratingpagespodcast.com. You could go to YouTube to the Decorating Pages Podcast YouTube channel and subscribe. And uh, I thought it'd be fun if anybody was like, oh, I don't know what that locket looks like. Or, you know, at the end, we really start to reminisce about the run of the show and what was our favorite set overall. And it was nice to really appreciate uh, everything that we did on the show and how lucky we were to get to do it. And a big thank you to Mike Sher and Morgan Sackett and David Hyman and, you know, just a really great family of producing team that I've always felt very lucky to work for. Uh, today also starts Emmy voting. <laughs> so I hope you will consider the series finale of The Good Place for outstanding production design in half hour or less. I hope you enjoy. All right, I think we're ready. <laughs> okay, so the finale of The Good Place. I mean, it was kind of a bummer to like... As, I mean, Gay and I were just saying that we kind of cried again when we watched it. It was such a yeah, bummer. I don't. I don't feel like. I mean, we, I think we cried in the meetings and everything, but I don't feel like when we were filming it, I didn't get upset. I, I got emotional reading the script. Yeah, 
the the table reads were sad. Mostly because Kristen Mann was crying, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> she cried through the whole thing. The costume designer. All season. Yeah. Um. But not till I really watched it was I like, oh, this all really put together visually is so beautiful and so, like, sad. But it's a really good ending yeah. to the series, I thought. Yeah, I actually want people who don't, never watched it, just at least watch this final episode. Yeah. I think you can kind of get the heart of it at that point, you know? Yeah. But it's really powerful. I feel like it it tied all of the loose ends up in neat uh-huh. little bows for everybody. The the sure way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean the the ending to Parks is I always thought is really good too, so but yeah. Um but I I should maybe introduce our voices just so we know <laughs> who's here. So we have uh, production designer Ian Phillips. Hi. Prop master Gabe Perillo. Hello. Our wonderful graphic designer Graham Radcliffe. Howdy. And who will be joining us shortly is Adam Rao, the art director, who's just uh, he's going to pop in. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, even watching this, uh, show again, I feel like this finale, I mean, we had so many sets and we had so much to do, but it goes by so quickly. Like all of a sudden one of them keep, they keep disappearing <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, oh, they're gone already. Okay. All right. <laughs> yep. So it did go really fast. I, yeah. as I was sort of refreshing myself again today, I was like, Wow. It just went away so quick. I know. It was so fast. So the episode starts off in Michael's office. And Gay, this is a reel-to-reel that you've had through the seasons, correct? Um, It is a double that works. <laughs> <laughs> we, bought, we bought one, and it wasn't as um, trustworthy. Um, Had some problems with it, so... Thank God, History for Hire had um, worked on theirs to match mine. And so we just took the mic from mine and put it into matches. So. Yeah. And it's their reels that we um, spray painted and put them on. Yeah. I think it's a vintage. I want to say it's like a 62 Teak. Um, mm. That's the one that I bought. And it's a pretty close match to um, what we rented from History for Hire. Yeah. And I, I love that. It's pretty funny too. Just the technology doesn't change at all from the bad place to Michael's <laughs> office to like all of these magical things that they can do. And here he is using a reel to reel recorder to record his songs on. Yeah. yeah. Nothing more current than that. Well, I think, Kim, I forgot when you were saying through the seasons, because when we first saw it, he was bad Michael. And um, well, right. he was, right, so he was doing um, his dictation of the way, you know, each uh, character would, uh, oh, what do you want to say, how they developed. And um, when Drew Goddard just ran into my office one night and says, okay, can you get a reel-to-reel tomorrow? <laughs> like, <laughs> We want, and I'm like, okay, so what do you want? You know how you have to pull the information out of them? Yeah. What do you want it to do? Well, I want him to speak in like a dictate, a dictaphone. And I'm like, okay, 
So those two things are not the same thing, right? So the reel-to-reel really records, um, but it's not like a microphone, right? So um, at that point, we just got used a dictaphone, microphone, and put it to the reel-to-reel that I bought. And then later, when it came up again, Mike just threw it out there. Yeah, he should have the reel-to-reel in his office. <laughs> I don't think there was a grand plan to bring it back, you know? It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, let's give him the reel-to-reel, you know? Okay. Well, and then sometimes he goes karaoke, so you never know. He he needs a machine and a microphone, basically, Michael. Right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, this is not the last time we see Michael's office, but it's definitely um, one of the key sets in our in our little world that didn't change much over the seasons. I mean, but some of the changes that you see in this episode are um, the the clock that is coming up on here and so I know that that the clock thing was a big thing in the art department because it actually had to move and I don't know I would Adam should really speak on this too but I know there was a lot of clock discussion designing this (laughs) clock here we had so many clock discussions I am so glad I was not in the clock world (laughs) yeah this this clock is so funny because these are uh collector's items um they're from Japan and they make a few different versions and we had shown Mike quite a few different videos of ones that we could actually get and he really liked this one because it just did the weirdest things. And of course, since there's no hours and no real sort of sense of time, we had to design how this thing would say Jeremy bear me instead of hours. And uh, then it all spins around and we added armature to it and we made things spin faster and slower and, but it, uh, it was certainly a very weird piece of set decoration. <laughs> I <laughs> really, yeah, I, remember I didn't have much to do with it. We spent a long time trying to get Jeremy Bearme to work in a circle. Yes. Uh, he was like, okay, does it still read as Jeremy Bearme if it's in a circle? And then once we had that to work, uh, it had to work so that when those pieces spin around, they wouldn't hit each other and knock off. Because I remember once we had it and we glued them down, and they and it just tore apart, apart. And spin around, and it just tore itself apart. And you're like, okay, well that won't work. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> trying again. to shrink certain letters and try again. Yeah, it was a lot of trial and error. I, I think I think Adam had some nightmares about this clock. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I mean, he spent a lot of time at that center table just. Yeah playing with that and trying to like strip off all of the other actual parts of it so that you didn't know what the clock really was. Yeah. I, it, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I no, they should, they the should sell it. Meeting. Not the production meeting. I think it was the concept and you guys presented that clock and everybody's like, Ooh, ah, and then you go, half of it is, Oh shit. Now I have to make it work. Yeah. Now we have to do something <laughs> with it. Oh, <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, if it, if they were talking to Gay, they'd say, "Yeah, that'd be great." And how about how about a different option too? <laughs> Just for good measure, yeah. for Monday, yeah, yeah. for Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the the fact. Oh, I'm surprised they haven't sold that clock, and it hasn't become like a good place uh, on the NBC shop or something. 
which should be. I know. I, I think they'd have to uh, make a deal with uh, Seiko or whoever actually makes that clock. Mm. Uh, manufactured in Japan somewhere. Oh, well. You know, somebody's probably making it and making money off of it. Selling it on Etsy. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. The Jeremy yeah, Jeremy clock. You get the um the the pen right the good place the bad place pen yeah and the clock <laughs> that's right 24.99 <laughs> if you order the clock you get the pen so so after that we, they go into all almost all of the doors now leading in and out of a set are green so and this is a sort of a CGI on top of it but I kind of forget did you have to paint the doors green. We did. We painted all yeah. of the doors green. Yeah. And what was interesting is I I think when we started painting them green, all of us just thought like, okay, it's just going to look like a green screen door. It's going to be weird. And thankfully in post, they put that sort of glitter effect on the door to really sort of make it magical. Yeah. It's cool. It's the good place green. Yeah. And what is that green uh, there, Graham? <laughs> oh, uh, it's Pantone. Oh man, three five six. If that's correct, I'm going to be impressed. It's Pantone three something. I'm going to say three five six. Wow. Yeah. Heard it here. Yep. Uh, well, I say that because someone had it's tweeted and asked, and I like kind of stalked Graham to give me the answer so I could get back to the person. But um, or, or Graham got back to the person actually, so I think he knows it by heart now. But um, the the green door leads us into the newly decorated uh, Eleanor's house, which isn't awful anymore. It's kind of homey and nice and probably what Eleanor always thought she should have type thing and I don't know if it was something Eleanor could afford when she was on earth but it's definitely something she I thought that she would like um I know we spoke a lot about you know her and Chidi now living together and integrating Chidi into the space um I don't remember how much um painting that we had to do I think it was mostly the furnishings it was mostly the furnishings yeah. and it was sort of the like 14th iteration of that place going up and getting put back together because we had changed it so many times and altered it so many times to sort of suit our needs that uh, <laughs> when we put it back together for this, yeah. it was sort of like a jigsaw puzzle missing about 35 pieces. The, the, the re... The the rebuild of the permanent set, which is what I feel like what we go through on like every show now that every show has to go down completely at the end of every season. And um, standing sets are kind of a thing of the past at this point for a lot of shows. But um, yeah, all those pieces, those big ceiling pieces, all the walls. I mean, you guys have to put it all back together. It's crazy. Yeah, we have done part of the exterior. Yeah. What oh, no. what saying, you always forget the steps, though. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I should... well, steps are magic, so they just show up whenever they need to show up. <laughs> I should say, too, that Chidi's apartment was decorated uh, by David Smith earlier in the season. And so bringing in some of these pieces, and you'll see later on making a little niche for Chidi to read in was 
really nice and also um, we had used some of these pieces in Chidi's parents' house, especially the piece of artwork that um, the parents had in their dining room and then we brought over to here um, in his little reading nook. So there's there's definitely a progression of, of his things following him, making him comfortable in um, in his different spaces. But it was fun to integrate these two. I mean, you know, I, I, these two personalities aren't exactly cohesive <laughs> so, nor compatible at yeah. all <laughs> so the space was it was fun to decorate and kind of make comfortable and homey for them to like be a couple in so i i definitely enjoyed enjoyed that i mean it was good and then gay yeah, you've got all these people reading books and and i feel like they just give you this assignment of like reading <laughs> philosophy books and ethics and long lists of the, this character should have this book and, oh, you got a lot of yeah, books. Yeah, none of these are bestsellers, so they are out there to get. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there was a time when we, before we got permission from all of these um, uh, authors and publishing companies, we had to kind of mock up the covers and come, you know, fourth season, it was really easy to get permission. Um, right. And that made my life way easier instead of covering all those books. We actually did just use the real cover and the real author was there in the scene. So is she the know. chick? No, the guy behind the guy behind. Uh, He's wearing the black shirt, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, crazy. I always and think about I think all these philosophy books that people are probably dead. <laughs> um, the woman, I completely forgot her name, but she was one of the other writers that we had showed her book um, and her name was up on the chalkboard. And so was his, and I apologize not remembering their name, black, something black. Um, but they helped Mike sure tell me um, what to put on the board. And that happened like that day, that morning, the morning of the lesson and whose handwriting is Chidi's <laughs> mine 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 yeah no one wants no one ever wants the like whose handwriting is it going to be because if the board gets messed up or whatever like you have to you got to be there to rewrite it so that it matches uh, for the next screen I've nine one one calls from the set can you come and bring the blah, 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 bring the board? You got to do this. They want to add this, and I'm like, oh crap. Okay. Jordan <laughs> um, on set dresser, Jordan Steinberg, uh, tried to mimic my. We worked on him mimicking my handwriting, and he got he got pretty close. But um, yeah, if I was there, I would do it. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My video's stuck now. So hold on a second. <laughs> I, I do want to say I felt like that. I loved that apartment because never loved it before as you know just something that you felt comfortable in and it really fit the it fit the mood of the the finale uh, oh, oh um eleanor's eleanor's house yeah yeah i it was fun to, you know because i didn't get to do that in the beginning and then you do all these like versions of it but it's still not her it was right. always like oh more clowns or more uncomfortable right. It was furniture. always just meant to torture her yeah. as opposed to right. replace. You, did you keep a clown in that final? I don't remember. No, we took them all out. Yeah, we got rid of all the clowns. We we flipped the doors so that you couldn't see any of the clowns. 
even though they closed them after all of the discussions of like, should we paint over it? Should we not? What should we do? And uh, we ended up just having the doors wide open so that we could see into that bedroom. Oh, right. The bedroom doors. Yes, yes. yes that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the barn doors. Um, so after this, they open a door. They go on to this platform, which was phenomenal to see on set because it was just these beautiful, giant, uh, I don't know how you describe that, like planks? I don't like bridges and big, I don't know. It was great yeah, to it was, be on. It was just a giant spoked bridge that uh, we, <laughs> we left the bridge sitting out over uh, the uh, hiatus. And um, then we had to disassemble the whole thing and reassemble it and re sort of manufacture how the bridge was going to go together. And we built that giant center portion uh, so that we could have the judge sit there. And then uh, thankfully we had David Neednagle, who of course extended everything and made this whole sort of separate world inside of there, which was phenomenal. I forgot all about that and how he had sort of expanded it so much. Yeah. It's so good. Look at the little cities like living in there and like it's amazing. The elevatory things that are going up and down. Right, exactly. And there's it's it's sort of that uh time and space don't matter. Mm -hmm. So everything can kind of go every which way, just like Jeremy Bearme. And I think that was sort of where that whole thing sort of derived from. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Graham, you had a huge job here <laughs> making up a ton of signage that well, didn't make any sense. Where the places were going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had Earth was one of them. The Jive. IHOP. Training. The, IHOP, uh, the, the Good Place. Yeah, training and design. Design was one of them. But I think it went around and around, and then it was where where should they, which ones should be where? Yeah, and you know, you remember at the very last second before we started shooting that scene, they decided that they didn't want two of the places to be right next, next to each, each other. other, right? And so we literally scraped all the letters off, had. Uh, the sign shop, I think, make some new ones. Or no, we printed. But there them wasn't time, so we had a we had a trimming party. We printed them off, <laughs> and we had to sit there trimming everything out. That's like right. And literally retaped everything onto the piece of right. plexiglass so that we could change it according to what they wanted. Mm-hmm. That's right. It was all those little the the good place language, all the little hieroglyphs too had to be trimmed out. It was, yeah, everybody was hating those signs. <laughs> Yeah, I think we had four or five people working on Mm -hmm. just trimming those letters to literally rush down to the stage. They bring that set must have got brought up because I remember going, oh, my God, we're shooting this now. I don't have everything that we need. Did it happen? Did it bring it up? I feel like like now that you say that, yeah, those days that just they sort of all of a sudden decided like, oh, you know what? We're moving really fast. And yeah, that's what it was. They were moving right. really fast. And then they pulled up the bridge like to the end of the day because they were like, is it ready? And we were all like, yeah, it's ready. And then it was like, oh, except oh, for we don't want wait. these signs here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember Kim and I 
calling each other. Do you have more frogs? Do you have more yeah. frogs? Do you have more frogs? Do you have more frogs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just gonna make frogs. <laughs> like I have, I have seventy three frog things like on tables. Like progressively, the onset dresser can, you know, like put in per scene. And then Gabe's like, okay, I've got like fifty eight frogs. We should be fine. And then I think like you had to go get more frogs or some shit. Oh like, yeah, that was mid level, not top level. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember the discussion in the production meeting when I think both of you said, oh, I have X amount of frogs and I have Y amount of frogs. And they were like, oh, no, that's not going to be enough. Absolutely. <laughs> and then we tripled it. And it still like, kept absorbing the frogs. Yeah. <laughs> that desk was too big and it was such that a you big designed. Desk. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can never have enough frogs. I don't know. <laughs> I mean... Apparently. And one live one. So yeah yeah that's the most important and that frog probably got paid more than all of us combined for sure probably <laughs> uh we we move then into the judges chamber which we've seen over the course of i think two or three seasons but it, so this was just a redress of this round table and having people at the table um and i think uh graham so kindly printing out at the last minute nameplates that's right. That was a last minute. Like they should have nameplates. And it was like, oh, okay. And then, then like, okay. So then we need six matching nameplate things. Like all of a sudden, sure. I'll just run to the nameplate store and go get some. <laughs> but, I have to say though, that shot is really nice. I think it's that one that you're seeing right now, and they kind of come down into it, and mm -hmm. you see the reflections of the names in the table. Yeah. Hey, I Right I like there, the nameplate. It was, it was I such think a nice a thing to really see. Good call. Yeah. I, well, I didn't make the call, but I got we got him there. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, reflections on table can either can always go either way. Either it's too shiny, or it's too dull, or it's not the right wood tone, or it's scratched. So you never know. You never know what That's you're right. gonna get. Yeah. I thought it looked really good. Me too. Um. And I think this is maybe farewell to this. Oh, I think she comes up one more time. But this was a fun set. I mean, I think the best part of this set ever is the giant um, locks that you guys built to put on the... The portal. <laughs> the oh, portals. Oh the Janet lock. The, yes. Just... And then, that was real. Those were practical. Or basically, those were... That was not a CGI thing that they put in. Those were practical. Those were awesome. Yep. The life stick, what we, are they called? We like manufactured a... those things. I think, Gay, you had ordered the, what were those things called? The club, right. The club. You had ordered right. a couple of versions of the club. And then we decided that we were going to manufacture these giant versions of the club to put across those doors. We did, and it worked. Oh, that's what it was. The club. <laughs> sculpted? Were they sculpted? Sculpted and constructed. And who knows? Yeah, so we did, we did both. We had parts of them CNC'd, and then we had parts of them that construction had actually built. So they're practical. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So if you need to ever lock up a nine-foot circular door, uh, you can go to the NBC warehouse and find a giant club. Actually, it, but it wasn't called the club. It was called... The Janet Lock. The Janet Lock, yes. The Janet Lock. And there's Adam Rowe. Adam Rowe's joining us. 
Hello. Hi, Adam. Hi, everybody. Sorry I'm late. Are you at the Redwood Forest yet or are you at the end? No. <laughs> so we uh, are, we're just at Judge's Chamber um, and we're going into Nick's wing dump, right? <laughs> <laughs> 2,242 Baramese later. Yeah. Um, so this was a location somewhere in the valley. Um, the <laughs> all Which of coincidentally we... was in the LA Times last week because a crime happened in front of Nick's wing dump. I'm not kidding. Oh. I can find it. Oh my god! Like, oh, please really? send me that. I think I, I think I took a screen capture of it because I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> That's, That's perfect. Too funny. Uh, and none of the aging is uh, from us. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> That's correct. There were 14 inches of grease. Yeah. All over that place. And so you uh, did the floor plan of like a bed in the middle of the room. What that... was it before? A wing dump? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it was know. a burger shack. Yeah, I think it's just oh, a right, right. burger place, right? Yeah. So this, I mean, and uh, they were they were open every time that we went to scout there, and I think even when we started to prep there until that like the day, the one Saturday they were closed for us, and that was it, or Sunday or whatever day we had prepped there. Oh, I mean, it was disgusting. It was it was not good. Everything was sticky. um and then just finding like okay will they fit in a queen bed or do you want a full bed like because we had such a limited space to put like a bed and a night tables and you know unfortunately you don't really see a lot of it but we squinched it all in there there were things that couldn't be moved out of there we couldn't move the atm we couldn't yeah were, the atm uh, was a problem it's hilarious um and i also like that they kept the light low in there kind of <laughs> so it's like it hasn't opened yet it's kind of low but uh yeah yeah and i think part of that was just from the i mean we covered every square inch of glass with graphics because we couldn't see outside because it sits right on a main street and there was so much traffic outside that we couldn't see any of that that's right you covered like every window with everything had to be covered everything was covered yeah and gram magic that never got featured well it did it did a lot on twitter the menu really went viral i feel like Oh, the menu got seen? Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. It's right behind their heads. It comes up in the, in the next time when they have dinner in there. But there was so much talk about, like, oh, what, like, I don't know what examples you have. But it was, like, people loved it on Twitter. I'll tell you that. And there were there were callbacks to uh, parks in there with the child size. Yes, uh, the child size, yeah. Drink and <laughs> I feel like that was that was pretty funny. And that's that's all you, right? Graham, I mean, uh, the, there are two, uh, there are two menus of sauces and the writers came up with one of the menus, but then we decided we needed another one. And so I came up with the other one. Hmm. The tricky part is at this point, I can't remember which is which. But, uh, <laughs> I, I think but that everything idea- is mine except for the sauces. One of the sauces was the writers. Mm. 
I think the idea of the giant soda came out of Gay or Kim, one of you saying it in a production meeting. I remember really we were like, gay. oh, we need the giant soda. And that's when I, you know, I, and maybe Graham, you put it on there too. But I remember there was a conversation about like, what else can we get from Park and Rec into the final episode? Well, I, I'm sure it was gay. That was a year ago. I don't know. I have no idea. I know. Hey, talk, talk about that spaghetti. You worked hard on I think you We're spent not there more yet, Adam. On- God damn oh, it. Sorry. <laughs> we're on the oh, we're on the field. Now talk about your field. Now you did this big logo. We have clearance to just use the Jaguars. I mean you just spray painted this big thing. I mean, we had clearance for a lot of that stuff because of uh Bortles. They had gone through and I they were trying to actually shoot at the stadium and trying to get him to us. And I mean, there were so oh, right, many right, right, like, right. things that had sort of transpired to make that happen. And then as it turned out, they couldn't get there because there were, there was a game that they, I don't know, some, something crazy. Wasn't and so we had to create that field in the courtyard where we've had so many parties and the, the, that opened up yeah the, and... the gathering where the the welcome sign is when all of the people arrive to the good place that's actually this part of the of the ground that's right and we just painted it to be a football field with the jaguars logo yeah and uh one gaming chair and it's dressed bro <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right gaming chair. that's right I think you're seeing in the shot you currently have, that yeah. is the back lot. And then they obviously use stock footage to fill in the rest. But I remember Neednoggle had Morgan put goggles on to like figure out what time of day they were going to be. They were doing like a digital, you know, uh, site survey. And that's how they figured out. I mean, it sounds silly, but I remember, did, did you want him standing on the teeth or did you want the, t- the Jaguar looking away from him? Like we had that conversation. Right. And how much were you going to recognize how close you were, how, you know, would you recognize that they were in the center of the field wow. because football fields are massive spaces and when you're standing on top of a logo like that it's just kind of a blur of colors i think you guys overthunk it <laughs> How is that? We nailed it. look at this emmy award-winning football insert that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i see what there you mean look at that. i see what you mean good yeah i see what you mean all right i'll give it to you (laughs) yeah all right well good job and then here comes the spaghetti so now we're back to nick's wing dump we've set up a beautiful uh tablescape gay one of our finest i think one of our finest yeah out of all the parties you two have done (laughs) I have to say, I literally went to Kmart to shop this set because I feel like he would think, like, it's, I better go to Kmart. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he didn't, he wouldn't even go to Bed Bath. He went to Kmart. You plastic plates, didn't you? you I did. I had a version. Yeah. Those are like the C- Cornell or whatever, the like, yeah. it never breaks type thing. Yeah. yeah. It, the sheets, the everything. I, I shopped the whole thing from Kmart thinking, like, no, this is where he'd go, he would think like this is this is good shit. But not I like remember we had a discussion too about the candelabra, and that's his version of fancy was absolutely to have a candelabra there, which is the most ridiculous thing to have yeah. on that little tiny table. Yeah, yeah. 
you get a you, you get a better uh, look here of the graphics, and I think on the widescreen when you're actually watching it, it's better than my computer right now. But I think that's where people really read your menus. Did the freeze frame and dug through. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Well, it took a long time because there's so many graphics, but it was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm trying to think what else there was. Like, like the kids' meal had the kid-sized drink. There was also the, the dynamite, the shakes, and oh yeah, you could add a you could add a firecracker to a bucket of wings. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we could come and, up with. Graham, you had just designed that just a few episodes earlier, even though it had been talked about forever. Right. Right. Yeah, the stupid Nick, because it was at the, his funeral. There was a uh, bucket, I think, at yeah. his funeral. We'd always thought we'd had that graphic already because of the talk, but it was like when we started, I was like, wait a minute. We don't, we never made this before. It was always the other one. Um, ugly Nick's ugly meat Nick's trench. trench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a surprise. Like, how did that never make that? And then, so that must have been fun, Graham. It was such oh, yeah. a great graphic. Yeah, uh, it was fun because you get to go so over the top with that. You could see some of your window graphics back there too now. Like every window has graphics on it so that they could shoot this and not be annoyed by, I guess, traffic or the real life LA where this is not supposed to be. So. Well, and also that was our only staging area for all of the working oh, right. trucks. All oh, right, all our trucks and everything are right outside that window. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think, uh, I, I, think the, I think this spaghetti prop almost broke you. Did because I didn't comprehend what he wanted. I, I had an image in my head about what he wanted, and I thought, oh, I can do that super quick. I know what he wants. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> my third spaghetti, guys. My third one. But I think yeah. the first one you brought in, you brought in something that you took a bite out of, right? Because oh, okay. he makes reference to, oh, I took a yeah. bite out of this. And yeah, it was I remember practical. you came to the meeting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, I want it really. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what you mean. Um, but uh, as I got the second one, he goes, oh, we're so close. Now, if you can make like spaghetti come out of it. And I want to see the sauce on the outside. I'm right. like, oh. So making, that was fun. Making a mold for that. I used a... Um, one of those rocks, those hollow rocks from Jackson Shrub, you know, the fake ones. Yeah, yeah. I poured the uh, the solution in there and hardened it in the spaghetti and chemicals all over the stage. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you nailed it. Third time's a charm. It's super awkward. It reads as spaghetti. And, uh, you know, and he took a, well, I don't think they show him taking a bite of it, but. He just says that I, I took a bite. And it was really awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got it. And it's. Should, should have farmed that one out. <laughs> and I would have had, I had a, if I knew what he was talking about to begin with, I would have, but I ran out of time. Got there. Time and money. Uh, mm -hmm. we, go, we go through another green door and then we're back into our original uh, back lot of the good place. Original-ish. So you guys restored all of the signage. That you had had hidden away safely, I'm sure. <laughs> Some had to be remade. Yeah. Um, and then this takes them right into uh, Jason's party because he's going to leave. So the party is up in our little train station area. And 
uh, I don't I can't even count how many parties we've had to do gay. But um, this one was sort of like uh, Jeremy bury me. Yes. If if Jason's throwing a party and thinks that it's supposed to be nice, like what is it? And it's like I, I went really low key, and then they were like, "No, maybe we should have some tablecloths." <laughs> like I went like <laughs> I think at first I was like, "I don't know barrels," but then I don't know. We, we I got it together. I, I, the biggest thing about this scene is Gay's food and the big stage that you guys had to put into the little back lot. Yeah, and I mean there was also uh, Graham. You had to get Gay a bunch of the uh, wing buckets, oh, yeah. which you see there as well. Yeah, and I, of course. Any stage, I think, that ever went into the back lot up there, the ground is so uneven and slow. Fake cobblestone. Cobblestone on top of it. And <laughs> it was always a leveling nightmare for whoever was up there doing something. Well, and on the I mean, we also had huge lighting concerns of like basically the stones were playing. They had so many lights up there to like light these performances and everything. Right. Um, we hung. I mean, we did string lights and the the lighting and but yeah, that was not easy. And it, I think it was like a hundred degrees to put all that stuff in the back lot that day too. Yeah, it would have been August. And this is this is about the time when I walked over to the rehearsal to see that they had like five times the amount of dancers as they said they were uh, going to, if yeah. I remember correctly. And this is when I ran to Patrick and was like, we need to push everything back because they're going to run out into the audience. Like, I remember walking into the soundstage going, holy cow, look at all those. <laughs> well, they said, they said seven or eight. That's right. Because <laughs> we hired the dance group. And we had taped out a space for them of what we knew the stage would be in one of the rehearsal halls, in our lunchroom, in fact. And I think that's where you walked into, and it was like, like oh, my God. There's, the were great. Yeah, we're going to need a lot more stage. <laughs> well, just one of those things that uh, last minute happens, and then we adjust. That's all. No, that's no, right. no, no sweat on us. We're fine. Uh, after I do love the couches too, though I have to say, like the mismatched corduroy couches that ended up in there. Yeah, and the uncom like it's like comfortable but gross. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was shopping those. Uh, that's what I was looking for: comfortable but kind of gross. Jason's version of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I, I'm gay. They went past your spread so far, so fast, but you had a gigantic spread of food there also, and like hamburgers and onion rings and, oh my God, you had so much food there. Yeah. Something to represent everybody. We had the shrimp and the, and the, obviously the chicken for the bucket. Um, yeah, that was the last shot of the night. That was always fun to do the food, <laughs> the big food display, the last shot of the night. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, Gay, did you get um, in coming up with the J and J necklace? Was uh, was that was that uh, third times a charm, or was that uh... no nailed it the first time? There you go, girl. Uh, no, I had an idea from the concept that Jason's necklace should look like 
he made it out of a Jolly Rancher. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was like a, a, in his mind, it would be like a piece of candy, you know. And um, so when Mike saw some of the designs, he w- he went, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. And then kind of um, Janet Purple. You know, which I was very afraid it wasn't going to pop off her, her neck, you know, her outfit. Right. Because she does wear that um, multicolored white and purple thing. So anything I would put on there was going to be hard to read. I was nervous about that. Um, but I think David Miller finally helps a prop girl out and shows, <laughs> you know, what it is. So from then on, you assume it's J plus J. But yeah, a, a really good ceramic artist made those for me. Yeah. I, and again, I'm surprised those aren't selling in the NBC shop right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I don't like know. That I've got a... a running list now for Etsy. So I know. I know. <laughs> just, you just keep throwing them out there, Kim. I'll just I'll, I'll manufacture them. Uh, listen, I'm only yeah. throwing them out there because I've already made this stuff. And this is the twins' <laughs> uh, college fund. <laughs> well, I think those can be custom made, right? We can yeah. do G and J and we can do M and K. Right. That's no, where you make your money. No, you have That's to right. be a J and J to get in there. <laughs> uh, and then we hit our exterior, which I think is Adam the only one who went. <laughs> or to Gay, did you go? I went. Adam went. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I sat next to Gay while she monitored the margaritas for what three hours. <laughs> <laughs> a little cooler and a shaker and limes and real tequila. <laughs> so this this is in the redwood forest yeah correct? it's about correct. yeah it was yeah. about uh 45 minutes south of uh south and i guess west of san francisco airport and it used it's a it's family owned and it was for sale when we were there i don't even know how you put a price tag on those gorgeous oh giant trees. and that's like five or seven of 500 i mean this place was gorgeous and the area that we were in was used for weddings so as far as what we had to do, we had to de, um, they had stations of the cross on them and then just hide the crew because the archway that is the archway is the only way the crew came in and out. So I was there the day before and then spent all the day of shooting, erasing everyone's footprints and (laughs) fluffing it up with putting little flowers in it and trying to make it look great, you know, and you wouldn't i i'm proud of the fact that you don't know that that is the only thoroughfare into the <laughs> not at all not at all i always love i always love to hear that when you have to bring greens to the forest oh yeah we we ne- we didn't have enough we had a five ton full of ferns and we needed two more oh my god i ran to home depot the day before with transportation oh, yes. buying, buying everything that. you could think of yeah to cover up because it just you know it's a drop in a bucket in the forest yeah no i know and and that arbor too that uh, uh i mean that there was a lot of discussion about that arbor and what it should be and how it should look and if it was natural or if it was sort of looked like they had made it somewhere else or yeah there was so much discussion of that there was there was a decent amount of discussion about the bench i think it was more like pressure i felt a lot of pressure for this bench (laughs) it's like okay this is the bench you sit on before you make your final walk like does it have a back to it is it more sculpted is it is it just like a tree log is it like 
But I think I think you I can had just about go pick it up out of an LA park and it's got graffiti all over it. Right, right. It could be anything. It really could be anything they want. Could it be? Could it have been a bench from the Good Place? I think I like pitched that at one point, or you know, from the from the back lot, and it could have been anything. So once we narrowed it down, I think there was like three options, and then Mike, Mike uh, and Morgan, I think, chose this one. So. And it's beautiful. It's a, it's like just a piece of wood. I think we even, it, I, at first I tried to get a bench that Nick Offerman had made. I tried to sell that Avenue. <laughs> uh, it was uh, too nice. And I think they said, or like too, but this is comparable to, I think what Nick has in his shop, but uh, yeah, they chose this guy. So yeah, that it was feels a very zen. Yeah. I wish you guys could have been out there. It was magical. It, between putting up the archway and those extra greens, by the time we got there, it felt magical and it really helped this, this the scenes. You know, no, they didn't have to do anything. I mean, I think Adam, you moved people's stuff, but otherwise, it was a done deal. Like it just, you know. Yeah, it was actually a really emotional day because this yeah. was the last day for a lot of the crew it was the last day for several of the cast members um yeah because this was shot after we wrapped yeah 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 this was like the four it was you know all i can remember is that kristen bell wanted to get back to see her daughters or i think our dance recital dance recital or something and so she they got her done and she didn't go through hair or makeup or anything and she was in the van and she walked through sfo airport no bags, just her ID <laughs> in her outfit that you see her on later in the scene. Uh, it was pretty funny. Yeah. When you got to go, you got to go. I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, next, uh, we then move back to a set that we've been to many times, which is uh, Tahani's Mansion, <laughs> which is always a delight for set dressing to go oh. into this location. Um because although it's a magnificent home in Beverly Hills, there's a lot of uh, a lot of do's and don'ts in the location and a lot of moving out their furniture or using some of their furniture and the different variations we've had it through. So um, the this scene uh, is, though, actually the person's dining room that we took everything out. And we had a couple versions of it being a wood shop which we had a lot of tools. We had like two or three of those benches with just, you know, woodworking tools and everything. And, and um, they said, no, 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 it's just, it's just one, which I think it was a mistake. I think having more in there would have been better, but whatever. Um, this, also, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I don't agree. think it reads as well as when we had more in there, but that's, uh, wasn't up to me. The chair though, <laughs> that we selected uh we had a couple versions of the chair that went through selection and uh, i believe mike it actually went to nick right to see if no nick did not see the chair until he showed up don't you remember his comments well no i know i hate he hated it he said it was a piece of shit yeah (laughs) he said i would never there was thought that nick would make a chair or yes. we would use one of him, right? Yes. yes. Once again. <laughs> yeah, if only Nick would just make some of my set dressing, I'd be fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I get, you know, when we were selecting the chair, it came down to the, the form of it. And then he had given them lingo and we wanted to match some of the lingo that he was saying. So 
that's how the selection of the chair came down to it. Now, yes, he came on to set and was like, this is the worst chair I've ever seen. It's a piece of shit. So, <laughs> but it's a beautiful chair from All Modern. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I liked it, but. I liked it and I thought it worked. I think when you see it right there, it it plays exactly as it was supposed to. I totally agree. And you guys built that pedestal, right? Or no? Did I get that? Yes. Yeah, you built that for it to be on. Yeah, to yeah. highlight it. Um, and then, I don't know, in these scenes, Graham, do you come up with these at all? Or the writers? Or when they pop up these? Uh, here's, no, that, that would be in post. That's post. So the writers will probably come up with that stuff. Yeah. Not a... Yeah, all of Tahani's to-do lists. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then we move on to her tea party, Gay. Another beautiful spread. Beautiful spread by Gay that you see for two seconds, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Tahani's all about the high-end food and the tablescapes. And Gay just nails it every time. Oh, no. We did this, the days, we probably had an extra full day of, we could have used shooting that, but we only had the location for what was it a day? Yeah, yeah. I think it was just so much we had to do in a day. I mean, it was insane. Um, and uh, I just wanted it to look like traditional British, so um, you know, an English tea set with malted um, cream, berries, scones, and you see it for two seconds. But and, it's all right. And then you got croquet, and then you got the back lot. And then they move into a uh, painting or no, the, Oh, the home theater, which was an action. We didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I think gay, you got those blankets and the popcorn buckets. Mm-hmm. This is existing in this house. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I, I would like to point out too, that uh, earlier you said that we changed the dining room into the wood shop. And I think technically that would be considered their breakfast nook in that um, house because the formal oh, the, dining room oh, is right. actually on the other side of the house that probably seats about 42 people. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. The breakfast room was only for like 16 people at the right. table. Right, <laughs> exactly. That's why I was confused. Um, yeah, this house is insane. All of the, uh, the molding and it's, it's, this house is insane. Um, and the thousands of dollars of flowers that I put into it every time is also insane. <laughs> but um, and then, Gay, you have this painting that you had made, right? Yeah. So originally, um, I was given a clip of um, the real Pacific Ocean that I think Mike sure saw on a little vacation. Um, and then uh, Post said, well, let, we're going to put this in the the show and it's going to be playing above her so I have to match it and then post ended up finding um another clip that they thought was pretty good that they could put in that you know we we purchased and so the painting had to match the clip but the clip got cut from the show (laughs) (laughs) and that was something that I definitely remembered as uh because they do one shot looking at the painting directly Mm-hmm. And behind the painting, there's a flower arrangement and a giant wall <laughs> where it was supposed to be superimposed. Yeah. 
and it was just an empty wall. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I don't remember. Oh, that's yeah. right. And Camilla actually <laughs> we looked up at it a there. few times and you don't know what she's looking at. Um, and it was kind of difficult to match that clip, but. Um, <laughs> well, you did an excellent job and it matches perfectly because no one, no one will ever knows. know what that clip was. And Abira Ali, um, the, the artist, um, you know, and here, do this painting super fast, make it look good. Um, yeah, so, well, that's the story behind that. And we're going to sell that too. Yeah, see, <laughs> we got a lot going on. Uh, we move into an, yet another, uh, should just be shots of Gay's beautiful tablescapes of food because <laughs> the enormous <laughs> amount of perfect food that had to go into the scene because Tahani has perfected it. Um, and uh, I think gigantic. <laughs> plates and everything that we got that at first I feel like we were like well that's too big and then you filled them out uh, it's I think the key word there's because she well look at that panda I love it panda. um but I think because she perfected it that added to the how do we keep topping Tehani's party I mean what are we going to keep doing but, and then she perfects this so the only way to kind of do that was to take foods that are um, for an everyday cook or hard to do, hollandaise sauce, beef wellington, sushi. So I don't know if that comes across in there, but that's what the plan was. That was the menu. Well, I'm going to tell you what, when I watched this the first time, I noted it. And then when I just watched it again and again, they put an extra scene in there of your food. You know that, right? Like they add like that last little shot of uh, like all of a sudden it's like a they're not they get away from like the the panda bear and everything and they just show your food again like it's so beautiful they had to go back to it it's so it's so great and then you have another you table don't see the cakes in the back Kim. you don't see the cakes <laughs> oh well i wasn't going to bring that up but and it was all edible I know. And it smelled it smelled <laughs> wonderful believe me and we move out to another where you have like a mojito bar in this uh hallway right it's all like mixed drinks and a statue yeah. we thought we'd never see. <laughs> I think there was a line that they cut where she says, this is the perfect mojo. That's what we have. Mm. But it's not there anymore. Yeah. Because she talks about it. I can't believe you got the mojito right or something like that. Um, but no, I think between like everything that you and I pulled together, I don't know how we do it, Kim, but it matches. I don't, you well, right. Making, so. At this point of working together, Gay, it better match up because we, we know, I think we know what we're talking about. We have like a shorthand now of like what we're talking about. Now in this scene, you see your cakes in the background. See, he came back to it. There was cakes in the background. Well, it was the back of the other. See, they're in the corner. Cakes are in the corner, Gay. Okay. Ah, yeah. No, no. Well, no. Like flowers. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. It was Let's start dancing. Mm -hmm. um, but after this, we go back to the bridge, and we have even uh, more frogs. So that was just more fun for, <laughs> for our onset dresser and Gay to uh, to put together. Um, and then we start to travel into the um, the architect's office, which we shoot that hallway. And I don't, I don't remember that hallway. Is that, I, I don't remember when we did that. Do you? 
Oh, it's all visual effects. Visual that effects. Not exist. Yeah. yeah. After shooting. After it shooting. Was, after shooting. I think that's a Morgan Sackett shot. Okay, so it wasn't crazy because I was this this shot here is like I don't that's remember correct. that. It's all visual effects. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, we don't we there none of that existed. I think that was all made manufactured digitally. Yeah. Uh, and then we go into the architect's office, which this set you redesigned once again, which has been, it was so many it different the conference sets. room, yeah. it was the bad place, it was the place where they, uh, where they built the door to earth from the bad place. Um, yeah, so we just reconfigured it again. Um, and I think you and I, Kim, had discussed sort of the, like, mixing of the good place and the bad place and the uh like the green and the red because we could finally see the two of them together yeah uh, uh, and i i think it was fun just to kind of see that again i think too um in the um the artwork that we had that uh, some of it we made in-house because it was so specific to we should have it so modern, but then be so throwback or be like so classic and yet so modern. So there's a lot yeah. of that artwork in there that we made or we, you picked, we picked off of like, um, was it ThinkStock? Uh, or... yeah. 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 And I also, we, we reached out to like architect's office and got models and, uh, blueprints and uh, of of pieces that would be modern and sort of good place looking. So, yeah, that was a fun set to do. I mean, I like that one. It looks great. It was fun. It was a fun little changeover. Yeah. Again, especially because everything was, uh, you know, of the era of the 1950s and the tank desks and everything was very heavy before and we really sort of lightened everything up and made it more airy and open and things were less closed off it was really nice <clears throat> to transition to that yeah um and then comes a pretty important prop in the show i think is this perfect little bow tie in a perfect little bow tie box <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that is that you or is that costumes that is costumes they gave me a coveted peacock bow tie and in enough time for me to find the perfect box to fit mm. in it and oddly i i you know i noticed this too, too before but like michael doesn't have a bow tie on in this whole episode like he's done with it sort of passing yeah. it along to her so yeah uh, what do we head to next? Oh, we're back in Eleanor's, and this you really get a glimpse of Chidi's little corner that we put together, and his little little uh, nook, uh, and um, and the book that she has that she's reading. And <laughs> I don't remember what we owe each other. Yeah, and then um, Da Vinci Code. So yeah, yeah, we were gonna use the real one, and then at the last minute, NBC says no, change it up. So I think Graham, you were so like, what? We can't use this. We could have used, you know. And then, um, so I brought in a graphic person for the day, and she did three different ones, and NBC approved one. It's pretty simple. 
uh, quickly, we move on to Tahani's oh, perfect. Right. I guess calling a book trash book that they wouldn't kind of <laughs> couldn't give it clearance by calling it a trash book. So. Is, that the, is that the book that you guys made the bikini? Oh, you talked about that, the bookmark. Because I have a picture of the, you guys cutting out the bookmark thong. Oh, that was from the prior episode. Yeah, oh, got it. Scott, that I got cut. It. I mean, I, that did, did that make air? The thong bookmark? It did, but it's isn't it? I don't. I don't remember it. But ah, oh, son of a bitch! I, I know that, that went round and round and round a lot. Because I remember, I thought it was right at the end, and everybody was like, "Holy shit, we gotta go <laughs> get this thong bookmark." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> um. Thinking, uh, speaking of thong bookmarks, then we go to the Pizza Palace, <laughs> which is a redress of our backlocked set, the uh, peanut butter and jelly and everything. Was that it? And that's it. Yeah, PB right? and J. PB and J, and that's it. Which I would go to that restaurant if it existed. Um, <laughs> but you redid this in a sense of like putting in tons of extra little elements in here and. Um, is the wainscoting painted? Like you repainted? What else did you have done? Yeah, we we repainted everything in there. Um, we we had actually changed it from PB and J to Adam. Do you remember what we changed it to? It was the simulation cafe. That's right, the simulation cafe. So we changed it that, and then once we went to. Uh, Tahani's Perfect Pizza, we had to change it again. Um, and so we we basically just went through it and redid as much as we could. We left some of the stuff in there. You can sort of recognize like the, uh, the wood posts that are in the uh, background in one shot. But yeah, we basically tried to change as much as we could and make it just feel Italian. So of course you just throw down the checked tablecloth and it's italian yeah <laughs> well i didn't Nothing do a check italian. i mean we learned that on tom's bistro um if you if you look i didn't do check i did stripes i didn't oh do that's it. right that's I didn't give right a check. We, we discussed the checks yes. i think i and said then we did, we did i said tahani would make it more up we're gonna go above right, right. we're gonna go above check we're gonna do stripe and um, <laughs> all of the Chianti bottles will have perfectly formed perfect purple flowers coming out of them. I mean, there's a lot of thought went into this like upper crust yeah. pizza place, I must say. <laughs> upper crust. But yes. um, bum. You like that? Yes. Hey, Gay, do they ever say like, hey, can you just give me some real wine? Um, these <laughs> guys, no. Uh, and then the pizza was actually though that was that was um, cool. And none of them could have gluten or um, cheese. Or... Oh my god! <laughs> so that's not really a pizza at all. Well, so half of it's pizza, and the other half. So we always had to tell poor Julie how to make sure that she had to keep resetting where the slice was going that they would pull because one could have this and one could have that. But you know what? You can't tell on camera that they're different hybrids i don't think no i don't think you could no. tell at all i i didn't know that i mean i just thought they just didn't take bites or some shit like oh i don't know how you deal with all the like doing this and doing that and oops on that one you hire a pizza guy to come pull his truck <laughs> up um, you know, <laughs> feet away 
Yeah. Uh, well, after this scene, they go back to uh, Eleanor's for a moment, and then they jump back into Michael's office, which we get to see the pictures that we had put up, I think, in uh, one episode prior, or two episodes prior of the four, the four of them that replaces... Um, Doug replaces Doug, and so we put the four of them up there. I remember it being a discussion of, like, who goes where, and Eleanor shouldn't be first, even though she should be first, and all that jazz of a, of a, great, of a great discussion with too many people having input. But the, uh, the pictures are up there. And then also, I think, Gay, you had the medal that Michael had um, and had it put in a frame. And it, it's underneath the clock. I don't think I put that in there. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I put it in. It's just one of those things like, well, what would he have done with his? Yeah. Mounted in his office just to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, I think, was like mid-season that metal happened, I think. I'm not, I don't quite remember. No, it but... just happened um, two, two episodes, episodes before. Two episodes before. Yeah. His architect medal that um, Graham and I designed. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, we then go to, I believe, Greece, which we didn't get to go to. So. <laughs> <laughs> we bled for it. We bled for it. Listen, uh, yeah. So, what did we have to send for these people to have a good uh, two weeks away in Paris and uh, Greece without us? How much prep did we have to have? And I mean, I, I think there was actually a minimal amount of meetings because a lot of it was, they just shot what it was. It was yeah. very restrictive from what I remember. They could only be certain places. And I think that uh, if I remember correctly, the Acropolis, they weren't allowed to be on the grounds of the Acropolis because they were saying things about philosophers, even though they were all very nice things. Uh, they did not want them there, but they could walk along other areas. So I think it was very minimal in terms of what we could send or do or prepare for. One thing that I think is great, I did talk to that alley you just assumed past. Yes. Looks a lot like Flower Alley. And yeah. I found that to be really interesting that they found a place that looked like what our back lot looked like and they didn't have to do anything it looked like that naturally yeah yeah uh, and just think kim you didn't even have to do any flowers there. i know i didn't have to do any flowers i didn't have to do any color um color umbrellas i kind of feel like they might have decorated that alley like the good place i think it works in reverse i see and then i think they scouted it and then they found it and i think it all just synergized together that's all and then we didn't get to go to paris but looks like they had a good time. <laughs> I was gonna say when we when I say we bled for it, our budgets were all cut so much in order. Oh, so true. To go. I mean, it has to come out of something. Yeah, so, so true. They're you know, it's got a. Um... Yeah, they planned. They planned budgetarily on that since day one. We budget cut every step of the way so that they could go to Greece and Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, when they want a Paris restaurant, they go to the Valley yeah. and we just make a, a restaurant <laughs> that looks like it should that's be in great. Paris. That's all. Uh, Gay, you've got some gorgeous cork menus there, I must say. And, in the uh, kit. 
this uh, <laughs> this location was, I think, really nice. We spiffied it up a little bit and um, French artwork and, um, yeah. And it's a beautiful restaurant. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty. I forget the name of it though. And when the, we were in there, it did feel like a French restaurant. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, and the owner was French or Italian? Forgot. I think it's. I think it is a French restaurant, if I'm not mistaken. I think you, yo, because they made the food. You're right. They made the food, and they yeah. had all the, you know. Marisol, is that right? Oh, Marisol. Yes. 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 On yes. Ventura. Yeah. Um, and then we get another flash of what we owe each other, the book. Very nice. Very nice little plug there. Um, and then and then where do we go? Uh-uh. We go to the coffee shop. Oh, no, the coffee shop's with Michael. Oh, no. Now it's like it's like Chidi's, apartment? Chidi's yeah. last hurrah in Eleanor's. And uh, then we have them sitting watching the sunset which was so sad <laughs> so great so sweet you will not believe how many emails i got about the pillows on this sofa <laughs> really <laughs> yeah couple i was uh surprising that the people are paying attention to those pillows but that's cool whatever you whatever you want i'm here to answer your questions that's all uh sad 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 all right i'm trying to fast forward uh Total CGI perfect sunset. And then we get into Eleanor in bed uh, with her calendar. So let's talk about the calendar a little bit made by uh, Gay and Graham, right? Yeah. Yeah, there was a a photo shoot with... uh, There were more setups in this. I think they whittled it down, but I feel like he did 20 or so different looks, if I remember correctly. I think we did at least 12 different looks. Um, we were giving them enough from sexy to playful to studious to funny. Um, how many did we end up seeing in there? Three or four? I mean, we made the full calendar. There was a full and complete calendar, but I don't, I don't know what actually got seen. Also, you can find that on Etsy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they show it again on the wall. (laughs) Uh, uh, Will was very reluctant. He he's didn't really want to do it. <laughs> and then he's very happy at the end. And he said, you're right. My girlfriend does want it. Do you have a copy I can give her? That's awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. And he's, I Jeff, remember. he's got no reason not to want to rip his shirt off. Uh, oh. I had to force him to take his shirt off. Wow. It sounded like you said you had a force. Yeah, that sounds great. That could co- uh, totally be I taken out of context. <laughs> added a, another one. Um, force him. Yeah, usually a threesome. Uh, but yeah, I forced him. But let's cut that. I did not force him. <laughs> That's the best part of the podcast. <laughs> uh, it does come up again in, a, in, I think, a scene or two where she flips through it on the wall. So we do see more of it. Um, this, if you right, can... Right, she changes months. And I remember there were a lot of discussions about what the month should look like because I remember when Graham had first designed it and we took it into Mike, he said... No, no, it looks too much like a real, like a real calendar. calendar. Yeah, but we had already had that calendar in the accountant's day. office, didn't we? Right, um, but that was the first pass of that accountant's office was where it was kind of, it was a little bit more of a traditional calendar. And so then we yeah. added more 
And then on this one, um, it was just changing the months slightly. Mm. I think I, I, I didn't do 12 months, but it was like alternating between two so that each month didn't look exactly the same. Nice. Although all the text was exactly the same, which apparently somebody on Twitter translated. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 We're going to stop shooting everything stop. in high definition. Stop um, being so lazy, Graham. Stop being so lazy. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, well, did they translate the Pawnee Charter, Graham? No, I don't think that was on screen. Well, actually, I think the only reason they were able to translate the calendars, I think uh, KB or Chris Bell uh, posted it. So they had a high res so they could go in there and figure out uh, how to translate it. Uh, and what did it translate to? I mean, it was all fine. It was mostly in jokes. And at a certain point, I didn't I didn't know what to uh, write. And so I just took the lyrics uh, from Power of Love, the Huey <laughs> Lewis song. So the second half of the calendar is the lyrics to uh, the Power of Love, which everybody was very confused by on Twitter. <laughs> uh, they're looking for the meaning, right? Uh-huh. That is so fantastic. Now, uh, were you listening to Power of Love or like, that, is that, that your is, inspiration that is exactly go-to? What it was. It, no, it came on uh, Spotify, but from here on out, it will be my go-to. It's yeah. going to be Power of Love lyrics. <laughs> Anytime you have to use hieroglyphic language. Yes, which yeah. will probably never happen again. But <laughs> Oh, I don't know. That's awesome. Uh, my only uh, thing in that in that bed scene was I uh, gave her sheets that had little cactuses on it, so that uh, it was a little throwback to Arizona. But I thought the, uh, the birds uh, sort of... Um, theme for their bedding of like just not like little birds together and a little like nuptial newlyweds that's the only thought to me to make it that theme but after that we go back to the forest um which we have already talked about but uh beautiful scenery i mean just beautiful uh and jason is stuck there for how many baramies i mean it's like ridiculous can we clarify, too, that it's The Power of Love by Huey Lewis and not Celine Dion, correct? <laughs> yes, Huey Lewis. <laughs> I mean, is one better than the other? I don't know. But Huey uh, Lewis. Oh, the Huey well, Lewis know. is better, <laughs> I think. Well, I guess I it depends on your mood. Better, but, you know, it, yeah. de- it depends on your mood. I feel like um, if we would have got the, the Celine Dion version, there would have been a lot more crying going on in Graham's office anytime anybody walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea that people tried to figure out what that was and reading. <laughs> well, people are really into it, man. What are you going to do? Look, the calendar comes up again. I'm sure. I'm sure oh people God. are freeze framing it on that one too. It's much clearer. And then uh, we throw back to the "I love you" scene, um, the Cannonball Run uh, VHS that Gay had to come up with. Uh, that that you've had right that you've had for a while for a long time yeah mm-hmm. and what is the people that she's reading in Mindy's house our next set it's a people that she's always had it has Pierce Brosnan on the cover does she uh, only have one magazine she's only got the one people yeah. oh my gosh I never realized that that's fantastic uh, Mindy's house, uh, this season was a build, a complete build from a location house that we had to Seth. essentially 
set, location set that we actually had to almost rebuild every time, repaint, recarpet, um, put in the half walls. So, but now this season you rebuilt it on set. It was quite a few full episodes in Mindy's. We used yeah. Mindy's a lot. We yeah. did. Yeah. Well, they had it to go to. I mean, it, it was great to have it on set and built, and it should have. I. It should have been something we had all along to to help us out with that. And I feel like they probably would have wrote. Well, they probably wouldn't have, but. <laughs> it was quite a bit. I think that between paint department and set dressing, because we did have to go back to clean quite a bit after we gooed, and I've never like everybody was just on it. Paint was fixing the yeah. walls, and they were. Yeah. You know, Painting the couch together with fabric and yeah, cleaning. <laughs> it was just one. Yeah, I think for me, it was just one chair out of everything. It was just like one chair. So no, it was, you know, it's fine. Yeah. We cut sections of the carpet out and tried to match it and replace it and with the stuff that we had left. And then, but that they didn't make that anymore. And there was definitely a few little lines that you saw when you walked into the set, but never got caught on camera. We move on and on of sets that uh, we had seen Architect's Office and Eleanor's, and then we come to where Eleanor's living room is then set up as this, like, human museum of things that Michael appreciates. Was that it? (laughs) It was his, all his earthly delights. Delights, yes. Bowling balls and um, paper clips and... uh, Oh, the boomerang. There was like a boomerang in there. Or not a boomerang. Uh, like slingshot is up there. I forget. There was some, there was like seven or eight different things that we we had to specifically get. And then Graham made up all the little signs for. And um, they they went to each one. And then it sort of gets cut out, which always sucks. But Yeah, and a lot of those were sort of throwbacks to the episode that they were on earth and michael sort of you know the the outback steakhouse the australia thing there was talk about the boomerang and the all the things that he had collected while he was there and i mean unfortunately you just can't get them all in because they are such sort of benign objects that most people are like well what is that all about that's weird yeah I don't. I, I I think that was season. I didn't watch season one because I didn't work on it. Yeah, so it a, yeah, <laughs> the human survival kit that he gets as a gift from mm. them, I think, was the end of season. <laughs> we put that in. Uh, we then moved to the bridge again to our real froggy, Mr. Jumpy Pant Legs. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jumpy Legs looks like he's stoned in this. <laughs> there but yeah full effect full frog we're at full frog maximum here gay yeah with your real frog that you uh had to get and how how do you get a frog wrangler is that uh is that doug or is that you i imagine it was going to be a bigger frog right so and then when he Doug and those guys got the frogs and when he shows up and he's that little tiny thing I'm like he's gonna disappear in this you know atrium so um finding that balance of where we can get him and not make him disappear um basically you know 
having the wrangler see if he could stay on the sides or on that <laughs> rock perfectly oh <laughs> and God. just pray we have the weirdest <laughs> jobs i swear <laughs> right. or maybe doug does i don't know uh we love you doug smith uh, so then we go back to our bridge, but then we have our door, which we have seen a couple of times uh, in past seasons. And what does the uh, door plaque say on here? Because I can't quite get it. Earth. It just says Earth, yeah, right? I think that's just Earth. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful door. Do you have that at home, Ian? Did you take that? Uh, no. I think it was a little too big for my house, but, uh... <laughs> Universal told us they wanted it. It was one of the only things they kept. Honestly, yeah. they, they threw out everything, but they kept that door. They yeah. threw out everything. <laughs> they threw out everything but the door. It's a sin. Yeah, custom design, custom manufactured. It's a sin. And then our I set mean, extensions, I beautiful in that one. And then we go to Earth. With a little uh, montage, which is Burbank, <laughs> Burbank, California, <laughs> subbing in as uh, Arizona, and uh, we say that it was Arizona. I know that we had there was discussion of where it was at, and Michael was going to say that he was in Phoenix. And then we had to take out all the references of right. Arizona. Oh. And the only reference that's kind of left in there is Michael saying, oh, it's hot, but dry it's a dry heat. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, I don't under, I never understood why, because I remember, Graham, you made a menu to cover up an existing menu at the wine bar where he's talking to the guy whose wife had died. Right, and it was and all we kind of Arizona it up, And they were like, no, 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 cactuses. So we pulled some, you know, we did something else. I don't remember what we did, but it was like, okay, we're not doing that now. Right. Well, and he gets a Coyote Joe membership, yeah. which is Joe. Arizona thing. And then, yeah, Mike said, well, that could be regional. But then it was the, um, you know, we saw the address on the envelope. But Right. You know. Well, and we also put on, well, we're going to see his mail a little bit, but we put Scorpiotes on the stamps. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah you still have cactuses on that bar, in that bar art. There's still cactuses in, in there. And, um. Michael's, I can't pause here for some reason. Michael's apartment, I think, was uh, a really a awesome decorating little experiment because, you know, what is it and what would he have? And we brought um, we brought little drawings from the back from the village and put them as artwork. And um, there was a whole underlining thing where he loved friends, and Mike sure wanted a. Uh, a, a welcome mat that just said friends and then we played off of that and I got like friends magnets for his fridge where then Graham made up the uh, Tom's Bistro throwback of uh, from Parks and Rec and we had that menu on the fridge we did just a ton of artwork that was sort of something that would look like the good place and look like things that he wanted to remember from there I had a whole like <laughs> what would his record collection be like i was really into doing michael's apartment and i'm really pissed that i only got to do it for this short amount because it would have been really fun it would have been really fun to have done like a real michael's apartment i'm really bummed that it was only this little montage but yeah when the guy goes in to pull the guitar thing off like when he's gonna learn guitar lessons yeah the graphic for that 
desperately, or I did. I don't remember if Graham, you, I think you did too. We wanted Clara Clayton to be the name because that was oh, her, right. you know, his wife's character in Back to the Future 3, but Clara Clayton didn't clear. Oh, and we're a universal uh, show. It should have cleared. I know. Would have been, that would have been a nice little nod, but. That's that no, not clear. It didn't clear. Oh my God. Oh, I wanted to even just do Dr. Clayton, but we couldn't do it. That would have been perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and then, you know, we have this little perfect little ending, and then we end up in an apartment building looking Hang down. On. Did anybody notice the bow tie collar on the dog? On the dog? No. No. I've got a little bow tie on. A cute bow tie. Oh, how cute. On Michael, when Michael has a dog on his sofa. Yeah. Jason. Jason. Right, Jason. Uh, the, the one, the scene of the guy with the mail is an existing, uh, sort of, uh, apartment building that we, we spiffied up (laughs) and then, um, went to the exterior of Michael's apartment, a different apartment complex. And this is where you see the, um, Coyote Joe's, uh, membership graphic, which is awesome, where we should have seen the friend's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They was like he really wanted it, and then they didn't. They didn't get to show. It sucks, but whatever. The apartment number was really important to to Mike Scherzer. Right. I don't know why. Does I don't it... remember either. Yeah, forgot it. Too. It was probably his apartment number in college or something. Hey Graham, what was his name though? His name changed twice, didn't it? Well, Re- real man is what it is and what aired, but right up until the very, I want to say like a couple days. For shooting, it was going to be not a squid. Oh, yeah. Michael, not a squid. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought it was pretty Not funny, a squid. Real man's funny, too, obviously. Mm. Uh, so, what is anybody, what is, it's like, what is your interpretation of that last sweet moment? Do you think a piece of her goodness landed on him and that's what made him go do that? Or what do you, what is your interpretation? How did you feel like it ended? I don't think he needs Eleanor goodness. Do you? No, is that I, what you mean? I know what you're saying. Think that that is correct. I think Mike actually had talked about that in the meeting, like sort of a nod to Eleanor had become a better person because she would have just thrown the mail in the trash and walked away. And Eleanor comes floating down from space and lands on the guy. And he decides, oh, I'll be a good person and I'll take it to this other guy's apartment building. Oh. Yeah, I think Mike, I don't think they ever, they obviously don't say that, but I'm pretty sure Mike had talked about that in the meeting. I think you're right. Yeah. And I think the idea was that by that guy doing something good uh, and then Michael being sweet towards him, it's like just kept one good act, creates another good act and spreads good out there. It's the pay it pay forward. forward. Yes. Pay it forward. Yeah. Pay it forward too. Yeah. <laughs> Without Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> this one we're not gonna do Spacey. <laughs> um does anyone have any favorite sets or scenes uh from the run of the show? Cowboy Palace for me. Cowboy or the Cowboy Bar- Palace, sorry. Uh Cowboy Skyscraper. Skyscraper, oh, yes. Oh, the buffet. I think yeah. that's a huge fan favorite. And I know mm-hmm. Kristen Bell's 
one that's one of her favorites. I didn't do it, but I think it's a big hit. So you guys know that in Vanity Fair, they have a, a page in Vanity Fair right now? Who? So um, it's Kristen Bell and it's, it's for the award section. So it's just a picture of her and it says and her and her favorite props. Nope, I didn't know anything about this. Um, a friend of mine saw it and sent me a picture. Um, but it's got Mount Rushmore on there. So it's the June 2020 Vanity Fair. Um, Great. Has a picture of her at a, at a coffee table with a, I mean, I'm sorry, at a backlot table. And then it's got a picture of the sex toys. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah, fantastic. Did- yeah, it's funny because they didn't, they don't say any of our names. It's just, she likes her props and then they just list them. So. But did they there ask you, know. you for the, are the props in the shot? Did they ask you for the, for those or no, it's just, I gotta no, look at it. I no. knew nothing about it. It's in print. And I was also like, could you pick something else besides her sitting at a table with a coffee cup out of all the fucking props we have? <laughs> a table was like, was like this. Yeah, give, her, give, her, give her her shrimp cocktail. Or, yeah, her, or margarita. I, you're the right. fucking Janet cup if you're going to do a cup. Jesus. I'm sure Colleen took a million photos of her holding things. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer, but still a nice little. Yeah, you know, that's really cool. Nice little shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! Totally dig it. Yeah, yeah. Graham, do you have a favorite know. graphic? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I love a bunch of them. One that was on this episode that we spent a lot of time on, and then I don't think it got seen at all was uh, Tahani's perfect donuts. Um, oh, I love um, that. with Gay on that that box, yes. yeah. Now, Put that you, room together. And you, I see it when he walks in with it. It's. I mean, he's holding it. Oh, it it's is Tahani's. It's really Tahani's it. on the box. <laughs> right there's a cartoon yeah. version of tahani holding a giant donut and it says like abraham lincoln's favorite donut i just thought there was there was a fun box with a lot of jokes so much detail okay do you have away that calendar i love the calendar i think it's pretty cute yeah the calendar's oh, fun yeah. too. overall throughout the entire series season what are we doing yeah whatever you'd like um I don't know if it even ended up in the show. I can't remember. But even it was, better. Um, I know. Janet's tool. It's her multi-tool that she fixes the um, she fixes the sinkhole with. I don't think that made it. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Fun. <laughs> and it had a grizzle phone on it. <laughs> <laughs> of course it did. That's great. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Adam, you got anything? Uh, you know, I I liked season three a lot. I I feel like we laughed a lot and we made some really great stuff. I mean, season four was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but like I can point to a lot of things in season three. In between us panting to try and get it done, <laughs> like I I don't know the post office and the 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 bar. Those were last season, right? Yeah, like, the bar was a lot. Oh, the puking moose. Okay, yeah, maybe the like, puking moose is my favorite. One thing after another, and all the restaurants we did, Sleeping Nemo and Drunk Nemo, and it was just like, we yeah. we, we made some really funny stuff in season three. Who's we? It sounds like a lot of <laughs> set dressing, Adam. <laughs> 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 a lot of side. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we did a lot. You know what they did? They lied. 
Do you remember I, t- I say this all the time? Like, they got me on this show, and then they were like, hey, so... Yeah, it's like all backlot, whatever. And then like season three, they never they were on Earth the whole time, and then it was all fucking locations. And it was like you guys fucking lied to me. We were supposed to be in the back. It was supposed to be all like sets and like backlot. No. Yeah, the Budapest, and we were in Australia for a lot of it. I mean, God, how oh fun God, we was built that whole magic- we built the, the whole the, damn thing. I mean. The be- the be- the boomerang advertisement on the back of the magazine makes me laugh a lot. That that's still one the of the Hems favorites. the Hemsworth brothers, know. all of that. That yeah. was so good. The the what the airport that we did, the Jacksonville International. <laughs> oh, Race. the uh, uh, Randy Macho Savage. A monster truck. That yeah. was I really like like the Janet Voids and like. Um, I mean, even though I, I just sort of recreated it, but that whole like accounting office, like when we did throwbacks and um, to that type of design, I really liked doing all that. I just thought that was really fun, it's different, and and I don't know why that style was selected, and then we had to keep going with it is a whole nother thing. But like, <laughs> I always did love doing all that. It was a really fun show, and I. I have said this. I don't think I appreciated it enough while I was working on it, um, and now I miss it. Never do, Kim. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, I know. I know. Because I think of that. Of, I think that of Parks constantly. Of like, oh my god, because we were all on Parks. Um, I miss Parks. Yeah, this yeah. was this. The people on this show was so much. I mean, I loved being able to go into Gay your office or Kim your office or talk to Patrick or talk to anybody on the team because there was nobody who you didn't you had to avoid (laughs) (laughs) wonderful um hey hey where did the marbles where does where those marbles were so beautiful oh yeah oh all over um but i was once we decided that they should look like their outfits that was the challenge so i only had got lucky finding ones that kind of had a plaid and one disco janet I had to buy like fifteen hundred marbles to get twenty that we used. I remember that. I remember you sorting through marbles. You guys were should have been there for the marble getaway giveaway. Um, but the um, the disco ball one, um, I had to make. So you think there'd be a disco, a disco ball, ball marble? You think? Gay? Were there any? Um, props that the actors wanted at the end? Um, I would say, yeah. So the necklace, the J, J plus J necklace, um, he, uh, Manny ended up giving that to, um, Darcy on the, at a party at the, oh, I'm sorry. He gave it to her in front of everyone at the screening of the finale. Yeah. And, um, like I said, Will wanted the calendar. Uh, Tehani did not ask me for anything. K-Bell wanted this piece of paper, this test thing that we made that she thought was hilarious. We gave that to her. Uh, she Ted, did take home a sign. She took home the flowers, the flower shop sign. Right? Oh, that's right. From Flower Alley, yeah. Flower Alley yeah. sign. And, and um, Ted Danson said he's not... Um, He's not sentimental. And then when we showed him um, the poster that Graham had made of him in the magic and had it framed, he's like, oh, well, yeah, 
I got to have this. <laughs> I totally forgot that. Yes. Okay. Maybe that's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, uh, magician poster. Everybody wanted that frame. So that was a, that was a good one. That was a that pretty one. funny one. Yeah. And then the, all the magazines, they, everyone always asked me for the magazines. There's so many good props on the show. There's so many good si- that's so much good signage you guys did so so creative that you have to come up with like it really was a really good show to and and I think too because of Mike and maybe our familiarity with him that you know you're allowed to be creative especially like in our in our little world and allowed to like give up options and thoughts and you know even like uh, as simple as like that bench, like just being like pressure on me to like present just one little bench, but you know it's a statement. It's gotta be the right one. Yeah, I and was super excited. I have to tell you guys when it was a very different experience from season one <laughs> until you guys got the, and then it was yeah. You just speak a different language. We don't yeah. even have to speak half the time. Yeah, we walk. And then we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're on it. And yeah. uh, you just know that your back's going to be covered and you're going to get the best because it was a, I'm not putting anyone down. It was just a bit of a struggle the f- first round. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think they had a lot of struggles too with just coming up with what the hell this show was. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that, I don't know if they, they knew what they wanted till they saw it. And I think that was one of the design problems they had it you know, that they corrected or, or worked with in that first season. But yes, I agree. Like, I think once all of us get together, it's shorthand and it's, it's totally great. Shorthand. Yeah. And then it's better than what, you know, than it could be. I think we, we benefit from that and we take advantage of it. Yeah. You know? Gay, you know, how many think... novels did you write in this <laughs> series? In this series? Um, did I write one? Yeah. You, you There's definitely did. one. Yeah. yeah. No, because there was a sequel to it. What was the title? <laughs> it was back oh, once it was more the guy... into the lion's den. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. uh, that's right. Okay, back to the lion's den. Yeah. What's his name? Had <laughs> it the golfer. He had one of your novels, didn't he? No, he. Uh, oh, that was another funny one, Graham. Everybody loved. No, I would say a lot of people wanted that book. They wanted. Um, Dang it. MacGyver. What's it called? MacGyver? Uh, chip Driver. Chip Driver. <laughs> hey, I have, I have lots of those if anybody wants them. Oh, good to know. Uh, Etsy shop. Etsy shop. It. Etsy shop. And or yeah. my garage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, what you were saying earlier uh-huh. about uh, how you, you miss the show and... Uh, you know, you don't realize what a good time you have until it's gone. Um, I think it's, you know, with, with shows like this, it's really, it's great because you can kind of do whatever you want on shows like this, because we really did span all places and all times. And most shows, when you work on them, I feel like, you know, you, you're in an era, whatever era that is. If you're on Mad Men, you're in that era. If you're on you're stuck. CSI, it's contemporary. <laughs> it's, you know, they're very, it's very short spans of time. And this, it was like, we could go anywhere. And it wasn't just 
decades, it was space and wherever we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I think that made it really fun to do. Yeah. Rules, but not having rules. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. A little bit of rules. I always think the, the first concept, the first time I was wrapping my brain around it was when in my head, what was beautiful. You know, like if it's, if it's that, if it's beautiful, then it's okay. You know, or if it had a European look to it or something that was like everyone's idea of a perfect vacation, you know, from the bicycles to whatever the food would look like. And then they threw us a loop and it's hell. Because <laughs> 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 none of us know, right? That it was hell. You know? Well, you were, you were the only one on it for a season, right? Yeah, who? Just you. Just me. Out of you guys? <laughs> no. No. It was no. just you. So they so you you should know that that even the crew, everyone who worked on it, you didn't know that it was held till that last concept meeting. No, no idea. And when I started got inside my head, like, oh, did I do the and that's Mike's like, well, that's why I didn't tell anybody, because I wouldn't want you to do anything, you know, just go as planned. Very tricky. It's a smart one. It's a smart one that Mike sure. I probably would have thrown in some stuff, you know, with you know subliminal stuff. And yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Well, yeah, I think I think it was smart of him not to tell anyone because yeah. creatively, it's in the back of your head of like, oh, I gotta avoid red. Oh, I gotta do this. Oh, I gotta yeah. like, and we, and you knowing the reason why. So, yeah, it was smart of him not to tell anyone. I wonder if he told NBC. I don't think so. I think he um, did. I think I've heard Did him he? tell a story that only KB and Ted Danson knew, I think, when the writers, obviously. Well, I know that there's a that there's a video online of him telling the actors and their reaction. But I don't I don't think it's I think it's like uh, during that last episode read or whatever. Yeah, maybe he only told a couple people and he contractually had to t- tell uh Chris and Bell and Ted Danson where they were going, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, and you know, this uh this whole uh little thing is really just for Mike sure to understand how important this design team is and so that we have another show to all work together on, maybe in the future, I hope. Right. <laughs> that would be something. Three times, if we all got to work together again three times, that would be something. Yeah. I'd have to say. Magic. Yeah. That would be something. You never know. Well, it'd be great to get back to work, period, with all of you. I mean, well, yes, that's true. Oh, I could care less. I don't want to go to work. I got this going on. <laughs> I know that Kim caused this. She just kept saying. It was on I my vision think- board, gay. <laughs> pandemic. I put pandemic on my vision board and look what happened. <laughs> No, uh, this is awful, and uh, everything that's happening in this country is awful right now, and um, I'm glad that all of you are, are safe and uh, healthy, Likewise. and um, just doing our best. I hear we're going to get back to work soon, and by the time this airs, we might actually be back to work, so who knows? Fantastic. Um, can you be done editing in a week? Don't don't pressure me, Ian. <laughs> I mean, you said it was when you were going to be done, so I'm just uh, we're, trying no, to hurry along is, a little bit. This is an Emmy podcast. This is airing during Emmy voting. This is not next week, Ian. Get your calendar straight. 
<laughs> I don't even know what day it is anymore. I know. Every day I have to wake up and I'm like, it's Friday. No. It's Friday. That was up for a while and now it's real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like that calendar that uh, Graham made, I've been using. Uh, <laughs> where I'm at anymore. We're, we're all on the good just, place calendar. You're just demon looping power of love over That's and over right. again in your head. Uh, uh, cheers to everyone. If you have a drink, cheers. I don't know. Cheers. cheers. I love you all. Thank you so much for doing this. And, um, yeah, that was a great finale. I think we all, we all worked really hard to, to make it a good finale for, for the show. And I'm really proud of all of our work. So thank you. Yeah, that was great. I love you guys. Likewise. I really hope you enjoyed that as much. Uh, as I enjoyed just uh, talking with my friends about our work. It was really great. And um, yeah, if you have any sort of like, oh, what are they talking about? Again, the videos of this podcast are on the Decorating Pages podcast website and the Decorating Pages podcast YouTube channel for you to just go along with your picture pages. Um. yeah, I don't know. I, I really do. I really hope I get to work with all of them again. It would be amazing. Um, sometimes you get one in one person with a project. Sometimes you get another. But such great people. Such nice people. I'm, I'm very, truly lucky. Hey, I just want to give you a heads up on some of our upcoming interviews. Next week, we have set decorator Don Dears, who talks about his phenomenal career and his current show, Kidding, on Showtime with Jim Carrey, which is phenomenally decorated. We have editor Jonathan Fisher, production designer Jane Muskie, and storyboard artist Gabriel Hardman coming up. And that's just for the next month. I just want to say thank you again to everyone who's rating and reviewing the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just scroll down or scroll up to wherever the rating and review is on whatever you're listening to this podcast on. And just click, click, click little five stars. Thanks. Don't let the summer float you by. Get on your Stogie Floaty. Purchase now the Stogie Floaty Luxury Pool Float. Available on Amazon, Etsy, and stogiefloaty.com.